When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. It's Hale Varsity. We are presented by your friends at Currency. Came to me. Coffee, yes. Mike Babcock with us. HaleVarsity.com magazine. Historian, author, Hall of Famer at MD Babs on Twitter. Babbers, what do you know? How's your week going? Is this last time? We're getting there. It was going to be a new year, new mustache for Elijah. And then I was sitting there thinking, and I'm like, well, it's been a lot of months this year for Elijah with a mustache and probably be pretty wrong if the family Christmas pictures didn't feature a mustache. So I thought I'd get it back in time for Christmas so that the family pictures can remember this year of the mustache for Elijah. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> the route of that uh, Andy Reid commercial where he draws mustaches on people. Babbers, we're going to pause for a second and try and fix the echo, I think, that's going on. Hold on a minute. Add the two, carry the one, and let's hope that works. Don't do that. I'm not a math major. No, I, neither, <laughs> neither. I think Babbers is the only mathematician here. But, Mike, uh, I want to get a, a take from you here on uh, Nebraska and Coach Rule, just how active and, and effective they've been so far this cycle. Well, I, you know, he said at the uh, introductory news conference uh, basically what he was going to do. And I think he's he's done that. He's been very aggressive uh, from the start. And we're not even sure what the complete staff is yet. I mean, I, um, I've been impressed with, with what he's done and his, you know, I don't know, in, in, the, in, a, in this age of social media, you know, he, he appears on Twitter every once in a while. He makes, he posts things. I think I think he understands the time and place and how you go about uh, relating to the people that he's trying to recruit. Mike, he does do a good job of relationships and targeting, and Nebraska's trying to make some inroads back east, specifically to, to, to Pennsylvania. And I know there's not always a, a ton of Pennsylvania gets out there. Zaire Anderson was a really good linebacker that played for Elijah's Donkeys and uh, was a Juco kid. But really, him and Jarrell Pippins are the two that come to my mind from Pennsylvania. I know that's where Barry Alvarez hailed from as well. But overall, I mean, Nebraska's had most of their success. Do you think Nebraska can, can do well – along that, that Ohio Valley, Western Pennsylvania region is crowded as it is with Pitt playing better ball, Penn State being you know a top 10 team pretty much. Then you have Ohio State and Wisconsin and especially Wisconsin now with Fickle, Notre Dame. I mean, go through the – it's a crowded, crowded neighborhood. Yeah, but Rule has connections there. And, you know, I think that's important, obviously, his, his background – uh, gives him that ability, maybe that uh, 
that helps a little bit. But again, you got to be aggressive and you can't just say, well, you know, this is, uh, we just back away from this because these schools have a foothold there. I think you have to be aggressive from, from that standpoint. And if you have some connections there, take advantage of them. I think it's the same way with, with Texas, the, the connections that he established there. I think you have to take advantage of those, even though it's it would seem, as you look at it, difficult um, because of the schools that are entrenched there. So that's what I like about it is that he's not he's not backing away because it's an area where that, you know, X, Y, Z schools are, you know, entrenched in that area. Um, he's being aggressive and going after it. Mike, what do you make of, of his active role in recruiting Matt Rules, that, that is? And I say that because it's not a noticeable divergence from Scott Frost and his staff, but it felt like with, with Scott Frost and his staff that Scott was more of the closer on a recruit where he, the position coaches would go get the foot in the door, they'd get the interest, and Scott Frost was the guy that came in and closed the deal. And that's not the type of feel you get with Rule, where it feels like he lets his, his assistant coaches go out and recruit on their own, and he goes out and recruits on his own as well. And there is some collaboration between the two, but it, it's less so a, a first step and a second step and more everyone all hands on deck all the time. Well, what do you make of that recruiting approach? Well, I think that's what you need to do, given the circumstances. You know, it's a new, it's a new coach and new staff. you got to spread out and do what you do. And I think he's taken the lead in that kind of thing. And, you know, the head coach is going to be the closer, I think, in any situation. Um, but he can also be the lead guy that goes out there and is aggressive and takes advantage, again, of his connections in areas that he's comfortable with. And, uh, you know, I think that's what he's doing. But uh, ultimately, the head coach, I think, has to be the closer. Uh, that's who you're going to be playing for. Mike Babcock's with us on Hale Varsity Radio. Mike, we heard Trev Alberts last night talk about how Rule has to adapt to a change in college football because it's a lot different than when he was in college football his last stint. And Trev said that he did a lot of educating himself when it comes to NIL and the transfer portal. I mean, how much do you think education-wise – that takes and how much time and effort does that take for a new coach who hasn't been in the college game for a couple of years? I think it's a process for everybody, even coaches that have been in the college game during that time. I think it's constantly changing and I think you have to be able to adapt. And the first thing is you acknowledge it and then you adapt to it and, and it, and it's a process. So um, he wasn't there from the start. He's a little bit behind from that standpoint, but He's learning as he goes. And, and again, I think that other coaches are in the same situation, even if they've been at the college level, because it's changing so fast. It's so different in the last couple of, couple of years um, how this affects recruiting. And I don't think we still know all of the implications of it. Mike, uh, with the recruiting part of things, you've got Nebraska and other staffs with a change offering and re-offering and trying to get kids. Uh, Malachi Coleman is, uh, you know, the top-rated kid in state that, that's still considering Nebraska, and he is uh, a special talent. What do you make? Uh, we, we've got your take on Dion, the, the brand and the wow factor, but now you got Dion, the recruiter, to contend with for real. I mean, it, it's real now because signing day is here two weeks away. Yeah, and, and I'm sure that, uh, you know, his background and his resume, whatever, uh, is attractive to young players. I think Malachi Coleman 
um, you know, sees an opportunity and wants to, you know, see what's there. Um, I hope he still makes his decisions and come to Nebraska. There's no guarantee that he's going to go to Colorado, but um, that's the difficult thing. And again, you can't put your recruiting focus on one player and say that if I don't get that student athlete, uh, it hasn't been a success. But I'd like to see Nebraska get to the point. And, and I don't know because of what Connor asked. I don't know if it's going to be the case now. Uh, but I'd like to see the best guys in the state stay home. And, you know, can you develop a program that's going to do that? Um, and and I, in this day and age, maybe that's unreasonable. You know, there's, there's so much exposure and so much opportunity. Um, you know, it's going to be, it's harder and harder and harder to keep in-state kids in-state, I think. But part of it is uh, you got to be successful, and Nebraska hasn't been that. Mike, how much would you focus time and energy on the rebound? And I ask that, and, it, and, and Tim Miles, it's basketball, but Tim Miles did really well with guys, or Craig Smith did really well with guys <laughs> that uh, were coming off a program probably little used, but had the right profile, and man, they played well. So... Would you have somebody focusing in on that or kind of keeping an ear, not tampering, obviously, but keeping an ear on guys that maybe had a, a rough welcome to college football, the fairy tale turned into a nightmare. Man, I want to come back closer to home. Would you have someone devoted staff-wise to that? You probably will. I mean, I think that's, I think that's part of it. Again, as, as recruiting evolves, that's one of the things that you need to be aware of. And you know, you've got people assigned or focused on all kinds of specific things. That's one of those specific things I think that you have to be aware of because the availability through the transfer portal gives you that opportunity as you evaluate them. Mike Babcock's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Mike, I want to ask specifically about recruiting and leave the transfer portal to the side. I want to get your take now with a couple weeks of knowledge of who from Nebraska is entering the transfer portal and how important you think this first recruiting class is? Because Matt Rule has always emphasized development, and I, I think that this recruiting class is important that you get a couple of guys that can contribute in a couple of years down the road. But there's a lot of seemingly uh, a lot of talent that's going to be returning for this Husker football team based on what we know right now. So do you think the importance of this first recruiting class has been minimized slightly by the fact that it hasn't been a mass exodus into the transfer portal like we may have thought it would? Um, you know, I was trying to keep a list there. I had about a dozen players on the on the list of, that uh, had entered the transfer portal, and they, one or two had had uh, changed their mind and withdrew their name. Um, I, I still think it's important, uh, particularly in the offensive and defensive lines. I think you got to get some guys, bring some more guys in. I, you know, even if even if you've got some guys with experience, and you do have some guys with experience. You've got to bring some some more in to get one competition in practice, and two, you've got to have some depth there. And I think that's those are the areas that uh, I would think would be most important um, as you're looking at uh, recruiting and the transfer portal and 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 uh, however you want to however you want to state it. But um, the guys up front, both offensively and defensively, that's an area that you need to have you need to strengthen. Um, and no disrespect to the guys coming back, but you've got to have depth and you've got to have that competition. 
Mike, about a minute here. We were talking about the 100th anniversary of Memorial Stadium last segment. We were talking about our favorite parts. We heard what Trev Alberts is doing with the season tickets. I'm curious, what would you do if you were in Trev's shoes to celebrate this monumentous year? Um, I, I, I would make the, uh, the stadium more uh, fan-friendly um, in, all, in all areas. Uh, I don't think it's a particularly fan-friendly uh, stadium. You're kind of jammed in there. They've, they've done some areas. Uh, they've, they, they've improved some areas, but I think across the board, that's the one thing that I would like to see uh, because it's more and more difficult with every game being televised. You know, people can stay home and watch the games. You want to get them in that stadium. How do you do that? Well, make it more friendly. Mike Babcock is with us from Hale Varsity at MD Babs on Twitter, historian, author, Hall of Famer. Mike, we'll uh, get uh, get caught up again with you next week. Thanks for the insight. Thanks for talking some ball with us today. Now he muted himself, I think. I got kicked out of the studio. Okay. That's why. Mike, appreciate you. Thanks so much, bud. Thanks. There he is. Mike Babcock with us. Good to spend time with him. We'll talk with Mike Schuart, Wilderness Ridge Golf, Evan Bland, Hale Varsity Midweek Edition, presented by Currency.